This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It is Brian Mudd along with your local real estate pro, and we are ready for the latest information that you need to know to make informed decisions when it comes to real estate. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about why it makes sense to make Florida home. And for those of us that are already here, we get it. And for those of you that are on the fence, well, you eventually will. There's that old joke about, especially for our friends in the Northeast, you're eventually going to be down here with us. You might just not have figured it out quite yet, but you will. And uh, when you do, we've got a lot of compelling reasons why a lot of folks have already done it. We'll continue to do it in the current lay of the land. Before we get started, if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com. What you're going to find is the best local resource for real estate information. And especially uh, if you're out of the area, I, this is so neat because you can actually search the MLS in real time. So all throughout the Palm Beaches, you're looking for real estate. You get to see the information firsthand as things are happening uh, from the True Group. It's information that's uh, so far ahead of what you're going to find on other sites like Zillow and the like. And you're also going to find a great deal of information from the True Group themselves. Uh, and they're going to help you get informed. They're going to help you make the best decisions. And you'll also see a phone number that can help you as well. Seven days a week, the truths, they are ready to help you. Just call 561-972-8326. Buying, selling, if you just have questions, 561-972-8326. And Lisa, uh, we were talking just a bit before the show today, and you were saying, oh yeah, it is definitely heating up out there, especially with folks that are looking to relocate. Yes, we're seeing our phones lighting up. We're seeing more people coming down to look at homes, buying uh, both the second homes and also making Florida their primary residence. And so this topic is very relevant. I think we're going to see our uh, Northeast movement South continue and not just continue at the same pace, but increase over the next couple of years, both from a financial standpoint and also let's face it this winter, I think <laughs> the spring, yeah, record spring snowfall. Yes. To start I mean, out in what the is Northeast. it? Four nor'easters this year. And <laughs> so, you know, it, it was like the year that I decided that I had had enough and yeah. I was moving to Florida. It was, I wasn't old enough to move at the time, but the, the blizzard of 1970, was the year I said, I'm not doing this the rest of my life. I think this year is going to be that for many people. You know, Lisa, you reminded me when you brought this topic up about actually what brought me here specifically, because I love the water, very active, and I lived on one of the barrier islands outside of Savannah, and I was very happy there. And for me, it was the lifestyle. So uh, for years, iHeart tried to get me to relocate. And I'm like, I'm happy here. And so I worked on projects commonly in Atlanta and for some other markets from Savannah. But I, that was still my home base because of the lifestyle. And then the opportunity yeah, about 13 years ago came available here. And I said, all right, well, I can be on the water. So let me take a look at it. And the difference for me, I never fully appreciated. Even just Savannah, which doesn't seem that far from South Florida, the difference in having not only the nicer beaches and water and everything else, but also 12 months out of the year when you can be on it, enjoy it, be comfortable, rather than maybe eight, for example, in Savannah. 
That's a life change for sure. It is a life change. And, you know, people say, oh, it's so hot down there. Well, the great news, if you're a water person, so what? It's hot in the summer. You go get in the water, right? right? (laughs) I mean, that's the worst thing that we can say about our areas, that it's hot. Um, I love the lifestyle down here. I mean, being able to, you know, go out at night and run, run to the beach, being able to enjoy so many outdoors. It's just such an active, healthier lifestyle down here. And the other thing that I, I always forget until I travel somewhere else that doesn't have it is our sunshine really is year round. And we take that for granted. But if you're up in the Northeast, mm. it's not just that it's cold. It's, it's gloomy. Co- it's cold and gray. Right. So, you know, why not Florida? I don't understand. You know, we're not trees. If you don't like <laughs> where you li- live, just pick up and move. Right. <laughs> Um, So we want to make this really simple and informative today on not just why you can move, but how you can move and what that process looks like and the benefits of making that move, both from a lifestyle standpoint, which is what I get to talk about, and also from a financial positive impact. And let's uh, get started talking that way. You know, for years, um, I've joked that there are two reasons that people come to Florida. And it's really not a joke. It's probably more true than not. It's our weather, which we just talked about, and it's taxes. I mean, let's be honest. It's a huge deal, especially for folks that are used to some of the highest tax states in the country, like New York, for example, which is uh, right behind California in terms of high taxation. And certainly, you take a look at what's going on in Connecticut and Massachusetts and the like. Uh, they're no stranger. And then you take a look at property taxes in New Jersey. And suddenly, Florida, in South Florida in particular, starts looking really good. And Lisa, we have a couple of folks that are here to help talk about this today and explain some of the value proposition. Tell us a little bit about that value proposition and set up our guests today, uh, Matt and Jason. Yeah, we wanted to really bring in some experts that could help have this conversation be really valuable for those that are in the Northeast and talking about the tax benefits. Uh, I'm not an, I'm not an accountant, uh, thank goodness. Um, you don't want me doing your taxes. <laughs> and so we've really found somebody who's excellent and can help us at, at least, if nothing else, ask the right questions to our financial advisor. So uh, we have Jason coming on to talk about taxes and then one of the most probably process orientated best lenders I've seen in a long time. Uh, Matt Weaver, he um, has seven days, seven days a week, uh, fully staffed. It blew my mind away when I actually realized what that meant. And so he's going to talk to us about how we can make that financing process easier when you're making Florida your your new home, and and we're super excited to have them both on. And Matt, uh, let's start with you. Uh, First, talking about mortgages here, uh, Matt Weaver with Cross Country Mortgage. You you take a look at what's changed and where the opportunities are. I know right now, uh, front and center in a lot of people's minds, the changing interest rate and mortgage rate environment, Uh, but something that Lisa and I have talked quite a bit about, you know, it's easy to have near-term perspective, even as rates might have moved up a bit from the lows of some years gone by. But when you take a look at the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage still above 8% historically, there's some really great opportunities right now. If you'll talk a little bit about what you see as the opportunity if for folks that are looking to finance. Oh, absolutely. And thank you both for the opportunity. Yes, uh, you know, when we look at interest rates overall, it's important for us to all understand that even though rates have moved up about a half a percent to three quarters of a percent in the past five to six weeks, which is is substantial movement in that short period of time. But 
at the end of the day, rates and borrowing costs are still extraordinarily low, relatively speaking. So whether someone's looking to perhaps dip their toe in the water and move uh, let's say, uh, purchase a secondary residence down here in Florida to start and then make it their primary residence, financing uh, options are very attractive. Uh, as an example, as a secondary residence, someone can purchase a home down here in Florida with as little as 10% down. So if you think about that and you think about the values down here versus New York, which Lisa, of course, can touch on, you have uh, a discount in terms of values and also a discount in terms of borrowing power. So people can purchase with as little as 10% down if they are starting to make way down here to Florida. Good information for sure. And, uh, you know, certainly the ability to be able to cut through the nonsense and close quickly, I know is on a lot of people's minds. A lot of folks will come down and maybe even on vacation or they see an opportunity maybe on the Truth website and they want to move rather quickly. What is the process like these days in, in terms of your ability uh, to go ahead and begin a process and ultimately uh, to be able to close um, if all goes according to plan? Absolutely. And, you know, so our market, particularly in the South Florida, Southeast market, uh, we are still in a very competitive market by way of there are just simply more buyers than there are sellers. So what I decided to do back in 2010 is really develop a process flow that gives our clients the maximum advantage. And we start by having a very thorough and extensive pre-approval process from the beginning uh, but not only is it thorough and extensive, but it's also streamlined and very quick. And the process is really, really simple. So if you think about it, uh, we start by taking a 10-minute application by phone. Then we'll gather the client's items. We'll have them reviewed in totality within two to four hours, seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Then once approved, we have a detailed consultation with the client so they're aware of all the parameters, process, what to expect. And then they now go out with Lisa enter the marketplace fully prepared so once they find that home we have a competitive advantage because most of the agents in the local market here are aware of our process and we can execute virtually quicker than anyone in the industry and and a couple ways in doing that uh... is not only just shortening the length of a loan commitment but also closing very quickly if that is a need as well uh, we have the ability to close transactions in as little as seven days if needed. And, of course, not, that's not going to be for every occasion, but that is, uh, uh, we can facilitate that in that short period of time. So being able to be prepared up front in advance is going to be key and has been key really since 2010 when our market really entered that multiple offer environment. All right, so Lisa, uh, you know, certainly Matt laid out uh, the process and makes it sound nice, straightforward and easy, which I know is what you're looking for is, uh, you know, to minimize any of the stress in the process and to efficiently get the result that everybody's looking for. Uh, you know, in, in your experience, what is this in, in terms of the level of importance in making an offer in transacting real estate, especially for folks that might be out of the area. It is absolutely 100% critical to have the right team on your side, having the right lender, having the right agent, somebody who's on your side negotiating on your behalf. We've had two successful transactions that really stand out that we've worked with Matt on. One was, and what caused us to start working with Matt is he did a VA deal at Christmas time in You're 10 days. You're that guy. I've heard this from Lisa for a few months now. So, okay, it's all come together. Yeah, so this is the guy. And then 
just recently, we had a buyer who went up in multiple offers against a cash deal. And because of Matt and and Chris's um, negotiating skills and being able to present the package properly and sell the agent on why our deal was the deal, we got it. Now, how many times does that happen when you're going up against cash? Let's face it. Cash, as they say, is king, right? right? And yet not always. If you have the right lender, you have the right agent on your side, you stand a shot. And this was not what I would say a nice, easy deal. Um, the buyer even was able to get closing cost. And so it's not always guaranteed, but certainly we pulled off what I would consider probably in this market a, a miracle. And it came from having a a, a really strong uh, process on both our side and also the mortgage side, having great reputations on both as somebody who actually gets the deal done and then having a lender that will pick up the phone and help us sell this deal. And that's the kind of relationships that we look for. And it's why we have kind of upped our game this year with our lender partners. Earlier, we mentioned uh, that there are two reasons that uh, pe- people traditionally have taken a look at Florida and South Florida in particular. Uh, we have our weather and we have our taxes. And speaking of which, uh, the strategy here in Florida, and especially a lot of strategy for folks who might be dealing with uh, other states that are looking to relocate as well. We are um, we have with us Jason Brown. He's a CPA for Forsyth Financial uh, on the line with us as well. And Jason, you know, first and foremost, uh, what is the, the typical experience like for someone who is relocating uh, from, say, a northeastern state to South Florida? Uh, the, the difference in taxes and also tax strategy as it pertains to real estate. Um, yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. So um, when you come from a high-tax state such as New York or New Jersey or Connecticut, um, people, you know, they'll come here and see that there is no state income tax at all. So um, obviously that's a huge significant advantage on your overall bottom line and take-home money when you're only subject to federal tax and not subject to state income tax. Um, states like New York, um, the state income tax rates are as high as over 9%. And then if you live in the city, I believe there's another upwards of 3 to 4% tax. States like New Jersey also have top out at almost 9%, and Connecticut is almost 7%. So if you look at that compared to Florida with zero, obviously there's a, a significant savings. In addition to that, the new tax law um, can have a great effect on um, – on people who live in those states as well. For the first reason, the um, standard deduction has greatly increased. Um, If you are married filing jointly, you will get a $24,000 standard deduction, or if you're single, it's half of that, it's $12,000 standard deduction. If you're head of household, it's $18,000. So what that means is if if you itemize your deductions, um, you would have to have an amount higher than that standard deduction in order to receive a benefit. One of the biggest advantages of being in one of these high-tax states is when you were able to itemize your deduction, one of the biggest deductions was how much money you paid in state income taxes. So even though you had a higher tax rate in, you had a high tax rate in states such as New York or Connecticut or New Jersey, you were able to offset some of those taxes um, because you received a deduction on your federal return. 
So not only has the itemize, has the standard deduction been greatly increased, but even if you do itemize, one of the changes in the tax law that has a significant effect on these people is that the maximum amount of state income taxes and, pro- and property taxes combined that you can deduct as an itemized deduction in these states passed out at $10,000. So if you live in a state such as, I said, New York, for example, and you're paying a 9% tax rate, say you make $300,000 of income, that would be a $27,000 tax. That $27,000 tax, say if you had a federal tax rate of 30%, that would be $8,100 of tax that you would not be paying because of that deduction on your federal return. Well, most of that will be gone because it's capped out at 10000 and then, like I said, the itemized deductions would only be um, beneficial to you if you have a higher amount than the standard deduction. So in addition to living in a state where everything um, is generally more expensive, property is more expensive, the weather is colder, um, the weather is, you know, there's cold weather. In addition to that, you're paying much higher taxes, especially now it's a new tax law. It would sound like to me, based on everything that you just said, for anybody who's on the fence, this would be enough to get them off of the fence if they're looking to relocate. Have you seen in your own practice an increase in interest uh, in recent months? Yes, I have, actually. Um, I generally see every year people wanting to move down, you know, obviously because of the weather and, you know, everything is generally more expensive um, and because of the taxes. But even more so now, I've been seeing an uptick in people interested in moving to Florida, especially because of the nor'easters that they keep having. So um, I would expect that trend to continue, especially with the new tax law. So, Jason, I have a question. What is the process for establishing residency in Florida? I mean, how does somebody go about that? That is a great question, Lisa. Thank you for asking that. Um, There is a number of steps that need to be taken to not only... Um, you know, show that you are no longer a resident of a state such as New York. But more importantly is that um, a state like New York sees this happening all the time, people wanting to show they're no longer a resident of New York due to the high income tax rates. So the state is extremely aggressive in going after people who they feel are really residents of New York that are trying to claim that they're not. So generally, um, the, if you had, if um, a per, if a person was a taxpayer was audited by the state of New York, they would look at five factors to determine if you're a resident, resident or not of New York, and this is a great guideline to use to prove that you are no longer resident because obviously if you could pass the audit, then you're in good shape. Um, the first one is your home. Um, basically, where do you have a home? Do you have a home and say that? Do you have a home in Florida, and do you have a home in New York? If you have a home in both places, then that makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, So then, really, it depends on um, a number of factors. So some of those include um, they'll want to know which residence was owned first. Um, Is one a rental? What is the value and size of each residence? What action could you take to remove yourself from your old community? Have you established roots in your new community? Where do your children go to school? Where does your family spend holidays? So really, it's not very straightforward, but it's really based on facts and circumstances, and then everything is weighed together, and then they make a determination um, to decide if you are considered a resident or not. Um, after they look at your home, um, so some of the proof they'll want to see is they, want, they would want you to produce closing statements, moving bills, insurance policies, descriptions of the properties, if your children are in school, They'll need confirmation of your enrollment. So these are the type of things that you want to make sure that you have readily available. Perhaps put them in a, a file that you can keep with your accountant 
So if the um, state of New York ever decides to look um, to see to question whether you really have left New York in, in this example, then you would have that information. Some of the other factors they look at after that is where do you have an active business? The factors consider your pattern of employment and compensation you derive from that employment, and it will also examine your business involvement other than employment. So you'll need to establish, they'll want to establish where you actually work on a day-to-day basis as well as the location of your primary offices. If you're a shareholder in a New York business, they'll want to see how much you participate in the day-to-day management of that business. Then they also look at time. Where do you spend more time? Are you a snowbird who spends part of your time in New York and part of your time in Florida? If you spend more time in Florida than New York, then that'll be... That'll certainly help your cause. Um, so you'll definitely need to be able to document where you spend your time. Um, they'll look at things such as appointment books, expense reports, credit cards, phone bills. Um, it's very intrusive, this type of audit. So That's incredible. You want to be able to make sure you have all this documentation. And then they look at such as where you have near and dear items. I've heard a, an audit for this actually go negatively for a client based on where they kept the grand piano. So these are other things to factor. And then the last one is your family. Where's your wife and children or where's your um, extended family? So um, if you want to show that you're no longer a resident of New York, you really want to show as much as you can that you're in Florida, including um, getting a driver's license in Florida, getting a voter's registration down in Florida, um, joining health clubs here, anything you can do to establish that you have a closer connection. Well, a couple things come to mind aside from that wealth of information that you just shared with us. Um, Well, no, I mean, look, it's good comprehensive information. One, you paint the picture about how valuable your service can be to people that are in this situation uh, because going at it independent of uh, that type of information and that level of understanding and documentation sounds like it's a recipe for uh, disaster. And, and secondarily, uh, you know, you also see if you're taking a look at permanently living in one place or another, why it's a lot simpler to come on down here. Uh, so <laughs> I just say sell the, the place up there and buy a bigger house down well, here. And now we don't have that issue. You know, right? it's a funny thing because when I was listening to <laughs> Jason. That would definitely help, sir. Sure. Yeah. When I was listening. Uh, the bigger to, issue is when you have a home in both in both states and, you know, like for snowbirds who might spend time in both places, it can be a bigger issue. But even if you live down here and you have a place there, that can cause issues as well. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I uh, had an aunt and an uncle who moved down late last year to the other coast, and uh, they had a place uh, they were keeping in New York. And uh, they figured they would be, you know, it'd be more than six months in, in a day. It'd be more like eight months and four and after a few months, they said, we're just going to sell the place in New York. And it's like, well, why do you decide that? They said, oh, my gosh, if you knew about the nightmare uh, in, in trying to prove that we are down here now to the I mean, so that you painted the picture. Uh, they gave me the Reader's Digest version. So it, it's really helpful information as we uh, are, are kind of putting all this together here for today. You talk about, uh, you know, the the process and, and that uh, we've had uh, Lisa talk about the experiences with buyers that have been able to get to the closing table, even with something like a VA loan inside of a, a couple of weeks. Right now, do you think it's important to be time sensitive uh, when it comes to interest rates? And, and what's your guidance at this point? It is. Uh, you know, right now we're seeing the markets uh, stagnate right now. So the Federal Reserve increased the federal prime rate uh, last week, and the 10-year Treasury, which follows interest rates for the most part, uh, remain zero. So in other words, the markets have already spoken. Interest rates have done what they've done thus far, and we're starting to see a little bit of a deterioration, meaning rates coming down a little bit. However, 
Uh, it is my recommendation today that if you are about to get under contract or when you get under contract to take money off the table, to lock in your interest rates. You want to make sure that the lender you're doing business with has what's called a float-down policy, meaning if interest rates come down further after the lock, you have the ability to float that rate down into that lower rate. Uh, That's something that we do have here across country. Uh, So that's really, really important. So to answer the question, though, yes, take money off the table and lock in your interest rates. Now, at the same time, uh, I, I think that the urgency should be there to, if you're thinking of buying a home or if it's within your uh, uh, plan over the next month or two or three, definitely get out there, find what you need to find to make it happen. I wouldn't go out of my way, of course, to buy a home just because of where interest rates are today. It, of course, has to be the right time for you overall. Uh, I don't see rates in the immediate future uh, going up that much further. At least that's what our indicators are showing. Of course, anything can happen. Uh, but we are in a less than 5% environment still, for the most part, on most products. And that just really goes back to money still being very cheap and borrowing being favorable. And Jason, we take a look at the uh, current season we're in. We're in tax season. A lot of people are getting their wake-up call from last year, uh, fully figured out about now. Uh, but you know, when we're taking a look at the change in tax policy, which you talked about, a lot of people are still very confused about what this means to them. What's your guidance for folks that are still trying to put all this together? Give me a call. <laughs> there, there's a lot to digest. As far as planning right now for going forward, I mean, there, there's, just a, uh, there's just so much that has changed. There's just a wealth of information. It could affect you in so many different ways, depending on whether um, you own a C corporation. You know, the, the rates are drastically um, gone down for that, so people might want to consider switching their entity. Um, if you have an, an S corporation or a partnership, for example, they added a um, special 20% deduction, but that only applies if you're not a um, service provider. If you are, then you still have that, but it phases out at a certain income limit. Certain deductions have been removed. Certain deductions have been increased. You know, I would definitely talk to your accountant or talk to myself if you're interested in um, if you'd like to know what what has changed and how it affects your personal situation, because everyone's situation is different. It helps some people. It hurts others. And um, there's just a lot to digest. So I would definitely recommend speaking to your accountant sooner than later so you can do the right thing. So when next year rolls around, you know, there won't be any sticker shock, you know, based on changes you were not aware of. And Lisa, I know that you are always a resource for folks wherever they might be right now that are looking for local real estate. Yes, we're here to help. We are um, gratefully very busy right now. Um, all trues are all hands on deck right now. <laughs> and um, we are, if you're listening and you're looking for an opportunity, uh, we're adding six new agents uh, to the team this year. So if you're in sales, you don't have to be a real estate agent. We'll help you figure that part out. But if you love sales, you love people, you love offering amazing customer service, taking great care of our clients, then and being a part of something that's that's bigger than one person. Um, this isn't about me. This isn't about you know any of the truths. This is about our clients. And if you like that kind of env- of environment, we want to talk to you um, because, like I said, we have. We know what's coming, we know what is, which is super busy, and we know what's coming. So we're here to help whether you're looking to create a great income opportunity for yourself or you're looking to buy. And more importantly, if you're thinking of selling, if you have a single family home, 
and you think, oh, I'm going to be selling in the next couple of months, call me today. We have buyers that are looking for homes. We are out there literally going door to door looking for the right fit. So don't wait anymore. It's the perfect time to have your single family home on the market. And we are here to help you achieve your goals. It isn't about us. It's about you. If you're not already there, visit truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com. And again, buying, selling questions seven days a week. If you want to get in touch with uh, Matt or Jason, they're able to help you. Call 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326. I am Brian Mudd for Matt Weaver of Cross Country Mortgage. CPA Jason Brown of Forsyth Financial, and of course, your local real estate pro, Lisa True. We'll see you next time.